all of a sudden we got this whole baggage and we finished school, we're 20 years old, and we live with these baggage for many people until our last breath. However, what we should do the same way as if our car is not working right is get a diagnostic and fix it so we can be efficient and happy. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky, and today I'm on the line with the wonderful Dennis Hashi. How are you, Dennis? Great, Rick. Thanks go. for inviting me. No problems at all. I had to practice that one. Okay. <laughs> Dennis and I today, we're going to be uh, looking at, uh, I guess, the world. Um, we're going to be looking at his book and we're going to look at uh, how mindset is going to have uh, a profound impact on the results that you achieve in your life and your business. Um, but before we do any of that, Dennis, it is customary to stop and uh I guess learn a little bit more about you, where you're located, and what you like to do in your pastime. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with the My Future Business audience? I'm from the east coast of Canada, called Nova Scotia, and originally I'm from the next province over, and I come from a small town of 1,200 people. But ever since I was a little kid, I used to always question things and think and. Over time, I just started to read over and over and over, and I just basically started to grow as a person, as an individual, and also into work, where now I've grown a business in sales over $10 million a year. And I would say that 98% of it all is based on what I've read over the year and learned. Yeah, you have more than you know fifty thousand hours plus now. I'd suggest uh, you know you'd have this uh, ongoing need and thirst for learning. Do you? Do you uh, you obviously enjoy the learning process? Do you do you read a lot? How do you consume your content? It's mostly audio. Uh, years and years ago, like about thirty years ago, it used to be Nightingale Conan cassettes, mm -hmm. and then as time passed on, it came to CDs, and now I'm Audible and. I call it University on Wheels, and I would listen to programs ever since the last 25 years. Just enjoy it. I would mix it between uh, business, psychology, health, and religion. I'm a spiritual myself, but the religion part is just to understand how people think mm -hmm. and to see where we came from as a whole. So it gives you a lot of information. That's a smaller part, but those are my interests. Health is also a huge one. Yeah, well, uh, we're, we're going to take a deep dive into your book today, Mind to Mind Conversations, which is the culmination of all of this uh, this study and mm -hmm. this lifelong learning. Um, did you find that uh, it just uh, you know flew off the pen when you decided to write the book? And, and how was it that you decided that you needed to, to share your experiences and knowledge? Well, that's a good question. So... The nature of my business has been traveling a lot. I meet clients, I talk with them, and then I'll travel over. And Atlantic Canada is very big, so you can travel. I've had days where I travel uh, seven, eight hours and still do my work in between calls. Mm -hmm. And one day I was thinking, you know, when I come back home, it's sometime late, and I find I have to get caught up with the house and stuff, and I haven't been able to help people. 
personally, and I'm thinking, what, what, what is it that I could do? And about 15 years ago, I looked at it and I said, you know what? I could write a book to condense everything I've learned up to now. And in my side, I felt that if I would have had that when I was 15, no, yes. it would have sped my life up uh, by 10, 20 years, I would say. Yes, it's amazing. And uh, it, I've looked over this book and I've seen the reviews. You've got lots of uh, five-star reviews on this book. Um, the thing right now, we talked about this earlier, Dennis, is about, I guess, the tumultuous times that we are going through globally with uh, everything that's happening around the world. Um, our, our mindset would be suffering. We are all um, being told to do this, believe that. I, I wonder what your view is on the media and the, the impact and the part that they play in, in our mindset and how they are affecting us. Uh, first of all, I watch uh, very little media. Mm -hmm. And I find that you make your own world. We can look at it in two ways. We could look at it, say it's the end of the world. Or we can look at it and say, when we're done with this, we're going to see some of the best opportunity we've ever seen in our life. Because if you look after the World War II, you look at anything that's been drastic, uh, all the opportunities came afterwards. So there's different ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. In my mind, when I look at this, I say, okay, well, what will change from this? You're going to have certain uh, business or ways of doing things that are going to die. However, you're going to have some new one coming on. So there's always a shift. And with the proper mindset what needs to be done right now especially in the early stages you want to take the time to learn this new trend and figure out how can you better prepare yourself so when the opportunity comes you're ready and that's basically what they call luck is when preparedness meets opportunity so it's how you look at life as a whole based on the events you are in at, at present situation mm -hmm. Whenever something happens to me, I always look at it and I say, okay, this is where I'm at now, today, because you can't do anything even five minutes ago. It's done with. So based on my situation right now, what can I do with, if it's a big issue, I could say with the skills I have and my knowledge, and what can I do to move forward based on now and nothing else? And you need the right facts. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I mean, we, we hear so much in the news and we have to wonder uh, what's real, uh, what's, uh, what's not real. And, you know, I think we as human beings have the tendencies to overcomplicate um, problems. Would you agree with that? It's so funny you say that. I'll give you an example. This is an example I love to talk about. Let's talk about dieting. I said I was big into health. Yeah. So dieting. There's books on diets and there's magazines on diets like there's no end. If you go shopping, that's all you see on the covers. Half of them is diet. Yet the formula is drop your intake by 20%, increase your exercise by 20 and give it time. That's the third part of the equation. Yeah. And you're going to see results. It's not complicated. However, we have a tendency to complicate things. And that's why nowadays we get so lost in things I, I look at people and that's the same in any city like you've got people now that owns a lot of the buildings around the city and some of them are 75 80 
they have a little notebook in their pocket and all they do is they write the things to do for the next day and they go ahead and do it. They have no Excel, they have no CRM, they have, those tools are great, but there's people doing a huge amount of work and moving ahead like at lightning speed and all they have is a little notebook on what should I do tomorrow, done. Yes, it's fascinating, isn't it, that we've come to this point in time where you know, technology is great. You, you mentioned that, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have it there, but the power of the pen and just that little, you know, that little journal in the back pocket can change your world. Now, I wonder, Dennis, what does um, a practitioner's day look like for you? You know, you get up of a morning. Uh, if you have a negative mindset in the morning, if that's even possible, given your position, um, what do you do to, I guess, free negative thoughts for yourself? That's a good question. First of all, um, about six, seven years ago, I started to work on joy, which is internal, so you don't get affected by the external. And that's changed a lot. But there's no way to be 100% happy because let's say you were, it would be like Thanksgiving to have turkey, but to have it for the next 20 days, you would get sick of it. <laughs> so the body's designed to be challenged and the body's designed to have some up and down. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that if you work from joy, from within, no matter what happens on the outside, you're most of the time happy. Now, there's days I might wake up full of sinus because of the weather and stuff, and I don't feel like I'm in tune as much, but I'm still moving forward. So. The joy part is like this. So we have ups and, ups and downs in, in our life. But if you're into a roller coaster, you enjoy the down and you're laughing as you go up. So you enjoy the bottom and you enjoy the top. But if you're working on external, which is happiness, I can be parked into a, a, a super mall, a mall where I'm going to go shopping and I have a brand new car and somebody opens the door and hit my door. All of a sudden, I'm really upset. Five minutes later, I walk in and I buy, I check my lottery ticket and I won, I won $2 million. So really what happened here? Everything happened in your mind because it's the car that got hit, not you. And you won some money and all of a sudden you're just ecstatic. But when you really think about it, what if we could control all that with joy and just keep it neutral? It's profound understanding. It's so simple that it's almost scary. I, you know, you, you, we are we are often surrounded uh, with people by people who ooze negativity. What do we do about our relationship with people like that? Do you think uh, people almost have to find it for themselves? But I, I'll tell you a story. Two weeks ago, and, and it really, to me, it just amaze me mm -hmm. so think about this uh first of all in Atlantic Canada it was quite cold so this Saturday two weeks ago it was really hot like 30 which for you would be like 90 degrees which is very hot for us we're walking by going to look for a backpack and as I'm walking I start smelling this garbage truck and I'm sure you had half a load of fish because it stunk <laughs> like crazy like like that now my wife noticed the driver inside and once we're kept walking she says i can't believe this but this guy in this truck was having ice cream and he looked like he was in heaven like <laughs> smiling like crazy and then i look at it and i say 
how is it that somebody that's in a garbage truck that stinks like crazy be so happy and somebody that has a 200-foot yacht is ready to jump ship with a brick around his ankle? And I, I worked at a nun's convent when I was uh, uh, young, like 13 years old. The small town where I live had monks and, and nuns. And for those three years, they used to get up at four o'clock in the morning to pray. And I used to go work there around 8.30 in the summertime when I went to school. And we would weed the garden. And really, the tractor at the other end was like half an inch tall. Like, it was a big garden. There was 40 nuns, and that was their food for the year. And they were laughing, and we would joke. And I had to watch the joke I said, because I'm in a nunnery. But anyway, we would just have fun. And years later, as as you go on with life, you remember events and you kind of try to correlate them. And I, I was always puzzled how you can have a nun with such a simple life. And I don't want to go on that side. Like mm -hmm. monks is the same way. That's a choosing of your own. And to be honest with you, if everybody decided to go that way, if we didn't look at the economy side, I think people would be way happier now than we are. Yes. However, that's not the choice of my life. But how is it that you have somebody that has so little and then you have somebody as a celebrity that commits suicide and they have everything they could ever want. And, and it, it just, we're dealing with a full spectrum from one end to the other one. And, and the, the key here, when you ask me that first question is what can we do when somebody is down in a lot of cases is they have to, where they fit in that full spectrum and find ways to change that to upgrade their thinking just like if you have an upgrade on your phone and it keeps locking what happens the next day there's a new update to remove that yeah. our brain is the same way the problem is i have a good mentor that i met 10 years ago that says none is so blind as the one who will not see so if an individual does not want to see that they have the situation there's nothing we can do there's yes. nothing, and that's that's the issue. Now, my book is designed in a way that is so different that when somebody reads it, it draws you into the story. So it's a very unique self-help. It draws you into the story as if you're part of the story. And by doing that, it makes you reflect because you're carrying somebody else's glasses. And in a lot of cases, you're actually wearing the glasses of that person that is similar to the person reading it yes. so now they see that they have a choice as they move on into the story if they decide to stay the same when they're finished the book that's their decision but at least they got to see and get a glimpse of what it's like to change in a different direction there's almost no parents that's read this book that that beg their their kids to read it like almost nobody yeah yeah i you know i if i go back and I, and I consider you in an, in an earlier time where you've studied all of this work, I'd love to tap into your very first experience, that realisation in time that, you know what, this is a, a, a moment in time where I can have a better experience, a more positive experience. Can you take us back to one of the earliest times where you recognised that, hey, I'm onto something here. Can you recall an experience for us? For me, it was gradual. 
as I read over the years, my level of knowledge and observing and how to think was gradual. Yeah. Now, the book is designed to fast track that. So I never really had moments where I had a, a ha-ha moment to say, wow, today's yeah. the day that changed my whole way. It was from reading about presidents. It was from reading autobiography of inventors to reading psychology of how we think. Now I'm at a level where I let things go through me. I, I think about something and just put it out there and it happens. Like this whole process of doing this book, I just let it go through. And what's amazing is when you put it out there, uh, it just happens. Uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza, he, he explains in a summary what I think about. I'm at a point now where I relate the galaxy and a storm as a cyclone to write down like the Fibonacci of nature to a level that's way beyond this book. Yeah, yeah. However... However, if you want to give back, let's say there's somebody on the street and you want to help them, or there's somebody that's struggling and you want to help them, you help them with a certain nugget of what you know that you really know is going to make a big impact. So the reason for doing this book was to help somebody to get started in thinking in the right direction. For example, let's say you and I are talking, and we'll start talking about collecting trains, model trains. Let's just use that as an yep. example. All of a sudden, you get an interest, and you talk about people that you had a discussion about that, and somebody says, oh, I have one. I'll give you one. And two years later, we bump into each other. The next thing you know, we have a very similar conversation. We're really in-depth about all this, and you have 50 of them because you're so passionate about it. It just happened that it rang what you had resonated, and that's what you wanted. My book is designed to give that first train. And it's very vast because as soon as you get that start, you will find, the book shows you how to do that, what you should look at, who you should not listen to. We talk about listening with the COVID. How many people wanted to start a business and their friend says, no, you shouldn't? Well, the only friend I would listen that says that is the one that had a business that's successful. Yes. <laughs> right? You hear yeah. people say, oh, don't start that. Like you hear people, they, they watch hockey and, and they say, I wouldn't sign this contract and I wouldn't do this if I was him. And then you say, well, what's your plan for the next five years? And they're blank. So it's fluff. It's empty. But the problem is, is we grab on that and we just look at things and we say, yeah, this is the news I want to grab right away. And I'm going to make my decisions based on that. And that's the problem with people struggling. And that's why I wrote the book, because we have no manual when we're born. First of all, I believe when you're born, one of the first things that's universal is smiling. That should give us a lesson right there. And the other reason we cry is just because we can't talk, so we've got to do something to let people know we're not comfortable. Yeah. But let's stick with laughing. So that's the first thing. So you're at school, grade one, the teacher says, so who's the most beautiful? Half the class pointed themselves. <laughs> who's the... Who's the smartest? Half the class pointed themselves, if not 75%. Bring them over to grade 10. Who's the most beautiful? They point to one or two people. Who's the smartest? One or two people. So that comes from the influence of being raised by our parents. And the issues are usually multi-generational. They're just passed on. So as we raise kids or as we live through life, we do the best we can based on what we receive. 
Yeah. And then there's also the peer pressure and who you met. So all of a sudden we got this whole baggage and we finished school. We're 20 years old and we live with these baggage for many people until our last breath. However, what we should do the same way as if our car is not working right is get a diagnostic and fix it so we can be efficient and happy. Yes, it makes sense, doesn't it? I, I, right? wonder, I wonder, Dennis, um, you talked about before how it was a progression for you to come to this realisation that we could get this diagnosis, we could make these changes. Um, but for those people that are reading this book, could it be more like an aha moment or is it going to be the same sort of length of journey for them, do you think? Well, here's the ha-ha moment. Good question. When I was quite young after reading, we'll call it quite young, 30 years old, 25. I'm 54 now. Mm -hmm. I somehow took on, and I don't know if it was meant to be, because I believe in your life there's a situation that happens, that events that molds you to where you're going to go. And I read an article about taking a couple of days to yourself, just go somewhere. So what I would do is rent a cottage. And when I rented that cottage, the first day sometime was just to wrap my mind about getting calm. And the second day was to write, what do I want to do in a year, two years, four years, five years, and 10 years? What's interesting is I would write this, I would be very calm, but I would get in the zone. It's almost like nowadays we live in a storm. And what you need to do is you get you need to get into the eye of the storm in order to be able to think. Because that's where creativity comes, and that's where you get outside of your head and you get inside of your heart. So if you take two or three days off and you really think of what you want, you start thinking and write 50 of them. Brian Tracy one time said, you write 50, then you're stuck, and you get up to 60. Those last three or four really count a lot. It's just amazing. But those last one, you're just getting deeper. What happened is I would write these things, then sometime I would lose the little card because I would make a card the size of a credit card and put it in my wallet. So I could be two years without reading it. I looked at it and half of it was done. Wow. You've manifested because it. That and also if you really sink it into your mind and write it, your subconscious forgets nothing from the day you're born. So it remembers that. So now your antenna is tweaked towards what you were designing as your life over that weekend. So for an example, let's say you and I were a hammer walking down the street. All we would look for is nails. So if you have an agenda for the next five years, and especially for the next year mm -hmm. in mind, all of a sudden, even if you look at this or don't, you went deep, you took two days to really concentrate on that, your conversation will be around this. Your way of thinking will be around this. So all of a sudden, it's no different than the hobby with the train. Yes. You're gathering trains. Sometimes I wish life could be looked at as a game. So a video game, when you get better, you reach the next level. When you get better, you reach the next level. What if we looked at life that way? You reach this level. So now you finish university. Finding a job is the next level. What happens is if people don't have confidence, they stop at that level. And 
they just don't have the ammunition. They don't have the scores because they can't reach the next one. So they end up taking four, six years. Let's say they could even be in masters or engineering. And I've seen some, they're packing shelves into a grocery store and they stay there forever. They might move on, but they self-sabotage themselves and they'll never reach their full potential. So the book is partially that, yeah. that it shows you how to think and how to see things. And where this is used the most is into sports like the Olympic, where you learn, you got to see the cup half full. You got to see yourself as a winner. And if somebody else is skating, figure skating, let's say, you can't look at what they're doing. You got to go inside and what am I doing? That's better. The same thing as trying to be happy. Instead of looking at what you want in five years, which will never bring you happiness. I, I would hit on joy, but we'll talk about happiness right now. Mm -hmm. Why don't you look at what you've accomplished for the last five years? So now you're giving yourself a path in the back and you're saying, great, now I'm going to go for the next five this direction. But instead, we say, okay, what I really, really wanted five years ago, I have it now, but I'm still not happy, which I said I would be five years ago. So now I'm still going to be unhappy until I get what I get <laughs> in five years from now. And we're into an endless loop so it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, I wonder, you, you touched on the subconscious mind. Um, is that difficult to reprogram and actually first of you all, know, consciously it, do that? The first thing is, let's say that the way that you upgrade your phone is by connecting it with a USB on your computer. The first thing you need to do is to have an open mind and be able to connect. And that's the biggest problem. Because once you have an open mind and connect, even if you're not sure what you want, then make that goal your first goal, to find out what it is that you want to have a better life. But really, the, the biggest issue is to, number one, not see that there's a better way. And the connection is basically the open mind to say, I'm going to spend time and devote my effort on learning this to get better. Like if somebody spends, we'll give an example, how many people worry about their bills? Now, this is a different case right now, COVID-19. It's a big worry and it's a big concern and it's real. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say we back off five years. So if you worry for four to five hours a week about your bills, why not use that five hours on how you're going to be able to pay those bills and make more money over and above than paying those bills? Yes. Right? Yes. That's it's, the answer. It's, 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 you know, it comes back to this. I, I once heard that uh, what you think about, you'll bring about. So if you're, you're focusing right. your mindset on bills, you're going to see more bills, aren't you? Can That's it, right. Can it be that simple? It's simple and complicated. That's the issue. <laughs> it's simple and complicated. Look, if you can be happy in a garbage truck licking ice cream, you should be ecstatic in a yacht. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not complicated, yet we have a way to make things complicated. Oh, Look, every... <laughs> nowadays, if, if you have a million dollars, your goal is to get 10. When you get 10, you want 100 million. You get 100 million, you want to have a jet. When you have a jet, you want to go from a six-seater to a 12-seater. So there's never enough. You exhaust yourself, you get tired, and 
it brings you down. You need a real good mindset to stay positive if you're always reaching for that next goal to be happy. And first of all, chasing it, you'll never get it. Dennis, this comes back to my very first point about marketing. We are so bombarded with uh, external influences on our life and uh, you yourself don't uh, take too much consideration of media and things like that but many of us do we get caught up in this hey i've got to have that next bright shiny car i've got to have that two million dollars you know but i know it inside out yeah it's just it is i know it inside out so let's let's look at this first of all marketing came about when manufacturer came so let's say you were building toasters in 1900 and all of a sudden you make an assembly line when ford started now you make more toasters than people want to buy. So what you have to do is you got to figure out how to get them interested of getting a red toaster instead of a chrome one. And the thing with marketing is a company cannot stop because if a company stopped marketing today, they'll die. Yeah. So they have no choice. They have to market. The problem is, is it's so powerful. Marketing, let's say even for cars, they have a way that the way that door sounds when you shut the door of your car has to sound a certain way and psychologists are involved with that they have scans on your brain for people to walk around the store and see what excites them most so we can make the best package it's so powerful that if you're not able to pull back and evaluate really is this what i want to be my life Mm -hmm. we we get into a false uh, vision. For example, marketing shows people, uh, it could be a bank commercial, and this couple is running along with their dogs and kids happy as if they're happy forever after. Or we look at models, like models, you would think models are the happiest people ever. They look beautiful. If you read the story on models, there's some of the people that are the loneliest and very depressed because there's a lot of pressure on them to keep the weight down, uh, to make sure that they perform well, and they're wondering how much of a runway they'll have before their career is over. And people don't approach them the same way. They're just human. Most models want to be seen as a human. Yeah. So this marketing, you can't stop it because companies can't do without it. And yet it's gone down to such a science that it can really draw you into a point where you'll never be happy. So you got to be very careful about that. And part of it is to be able to go within with joy, uh, it's, it's the same thing as if we look at, I, I, I have a website that I designed. It's called Alone on Mars that I don't have up right now. But I want to say, okay, if you were alone on Mars for one year, how well would you do? And funny enough, we've kind of had this situation for a month or two with the COVID, right? Because yeah. you're alone, quarantined in your house. Like some people could, could not take it. Like there's been a lot of depression over that. And... A lot of it is based on being fed with external stimuli, being fed with things that we think it's going to make us happy and it doesn't. And all of a sudden you're inside the house and you don't have any stimuli and you start to cave. And a lot of that has to do with how we perceive the world and how we live with external stimuli instead of being happy from within. Yes, that's absolutely true. Thank you so much for sharing that, Dennis. Now, when we look at the book itself, 
is it a cover to cover read or is it actually more of a you know let's dog ear this page come back to it how, how does somebody consume the content in the, in this wonderful book cover to cover two and a half hours uh, for the cost of three coffees you can change your life uh, and when you read it there's no question if people are really into self-help for the last 20 years, it's more or less a revision. They say a lot of the material really is put together in a way that they'll keep it, they'll highlight it. If people haven't seen it or haven't seen self-help, they're amazed. Like I have people that uh, read it, like one guy in Chicago, he said his cousin was involved in drug and he was found as being uh, dead on the side of the road. And he said, I'm buying him this book because if anything can pull him out. This will be the book. I've had students that I gave it to on the flight because I give about four to seven per month for the last eight years. And the, the replies that I get is people say at this university said I, I, I lend it to all my friends in the university. And a year later, I decided my best friend on the other side of Canada needed it. I sent it to her. So that's how the book really affects people and how they think. Do you have any intentions to continue writing? Do you have more work inside of you that you yeah, can share? Yeah, I have three books I want to write, three. So the first the first book is how to make it in the world, how to see things in a better way and how to make money because I hate to see people struggle. I really think that the book I give to when I'm out there, I see people with a smile and I see they have so much potential. I say, here's a book yeah. all the time. I give it, I give it. So the first book is stop worrying about your bills. Find a way how you can make it in life and have enough that you can travel and build a house and have fun and enjoy. The second one that I'm ready to write in the next couple of years is going to be the joy within so that you don't rely on these external. So really you should be able to have a private jet one day and sleep on a pillow of straw the next day and be just as happy. So I'm never against owning things. What I feel is bad is that if the material around you makes you, that's the danger. Yes. The material around you is because you like nice things. And if you look at it, if you have the money and you buy a jet, you've hired engineer, you've hired people that work at the plant, you hire people to maintain it. So you're actually doing some good. Yeah. The issue is that if you own that jet and you're miserable, then there's a problem. And that's the second book that I want to write about is how to go within and be joyful and not be dependent on the outside. And the last book, the third one, I want to write about exiting this life and be happy about it, not out of fear, but to say, you know what? I'm really glad what I've accomplished in my life, how I help people. And how can you set your mind up to say, you know what? I've used my body, I've used my mind as much as I could. I'm really happy with my journey. And how can you accept that? There's yeah, some powerful work that you're doing because I know that people are very similar in many different regards. Now, when they want to get a hold of this, this book, where do they find it? Uh, if they go with denishashi.com, D-E-N-I-S, H-A-C-H-E-Y.com. They can also contact me. In there, I also have a prioritization tool that they can use, and that's the only one on the Internet available that I know of. Again, we talk about simple. Mm -hmm. You put 
let's say, six items on a list, and then you compare them one against the other one, and it will prioritize it to the best possible. And when I say powerful, if you were in a meeting with 50 people and you wanted to decide, okay, next year we want to go and have a meeting in a certain location, mm-hmm. and you give six locations, I can get the answer in two minutes with voting. And this is not the one where the more people vote, the bigger it is. Yes. This compares one thing against the other one, every single one of them. So instead of talking for two hours, where are we going to go? You can even use it with kids for a Christmas gift. You say, look, I know you want 10 things, but we're going to have five. So you just start prioritizing those items. And even a child, because everything should be simple, even a child can take it and prioritize it and be happy to see that list. Dennis, wonderful insights. I wonder, for somebody who's listening to the show today, they know they're struggling, coming back to your book, before they buy your book and start consuming it and getting benefit from it, what is one practical takeaway that you would share with people right now? What could so they do? I told, I told you I've been giving books on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I want to use the same model with my website. So what I'm going to do is my model is going to be that everything that you need will be available. I'm going to have a Facebook group, which is actually on right away. This is very fresh. So if a person does not want to invest, but yet they want to learn, that Facebook group will have material that I'll be sharing that will be everything you need. I will have some paid material as time goes, but that's no different than if you want to have a meal, you can choose to cook at home or eat it at a restaurant. There's a premium for that, and I only have so many hours. So if I design something and I want to be one-on-one, but I can promise this, the material that I will have in this Facebook group will be everything that people will need in order to lead a life just like the roller coaster. No matter if it goes up or down, it's going to happen that they'll be happy. So my mindset is to give back. Benjamin Franklin did all kinds of invention and never put any patents. Because he said, I enjoy what other people did, and I want people to enjoy what I did. And I want to keep that same model. Everybody who's on the call today, um, if you are struggling, especially right now, this is very important work, important uh, book to get your hands on that is going to help you shift your mindset, live a, a more purposeful life, and, and, and just generally be more happy. And with that, as is customary, I'll be making all of the links back to Dennis and the book um, for you below this post. No matter where you see this interview, you will have access back to Dennis and his book. And in closing, Dennis, I'd just like to say thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.